wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Stupid idiot. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Party's over, Grandpa. Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to WrestleRant Radio for Thursday, October 10th, 2019. I am Graham Giesa Matthews. Hope you guys are doing well. And if the audio sounds a little different than usual, it's because I'm recording while I'm driving. And I'm not alone. Don't worry. I'm safe. If this even makes the air, I'm not even sure if we're going to use this. I'm not sure if I can even translate this to my laptop. Hopefully we can. Um, we are driving now. And I say we because I'm alongside the beautiful, the amazing, the one and only... Alexis DiGiacomo. Alexis, welcome back to WrestleRant Radio, first and foremost. Thank you for having me. I haven't been here. I haven't been on here in a while. It's been a minute. I think you were last on probably for the SummerSlam predictions, if I want to speculate accurately. Wow, it was, it was that long ago? I think two months ago, yeah, for the TakeOver SummerSlam 2019 predictions, which would have been two months ago. But uh, that was also with Mr. Marceau the last time oh. that he was on the show. Remember yeah, that's that? right. The uh, prediction panel for the pay-per-views. And speaking of whom, we just saw him a little less than an hour ago at AEW Dynamite in Boston. Awesome time. Uh, we're going to try something for the first time ever here. Now, I have recorded bits and clips and stuff like that of WrestleRant Radio while I've been in the passenger seat with my friend John. Um, I've never been driving. Is this recommended? Is it safe? Probably not. Um, I mean, if it wasn't entirely safe or if it wasn't legal, I wouldn't be doing it. But we have a long drive home. It's about two hours. Um, it's midnight as we speak right now on Wednesday night, bleeding into Thursday. Um, but, you know, just wanted to kill the time talking AEW Dynamite from tonight in Boston at the Agonis. Uh, Agonis? I don't know how you exactly pronounce it. Um, but it was the same arena that Arjun I went to an NXT house show about three years ago. I had a great time then, great time tonight, this time involving Alexis as well. Um, if you hear any background noise, it's just the car, because again, we're driving from Boston as we speak. Should probably slow it down a little bit. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, we're going to be breaking down Dynamite here tonight, obviously, as we speak. We have, watched, we have yet to watch NXT. We're hoping to watch it when Alexis gets back. Thursday night, so I probably will not have my written review of the show up until Thursday, so no spoilers, please. But, um, yeah, in addition to breaking down Dynamite from tonight, I'm hoping to also do something of a mock draft for this week's WWE Draft, 2019 WWE Draft, with Raw and SmackDown. Now, I have my own picks and predictions for the draft, um, which should be up by the time you listen to this on Bleacher Report. Five people I see going to SmackDown, five people I see going to Raw. And that's talking like, you know, people on their current shows switching shows, not blowing up the rosters. It's not like I said, oh, Seth Rollins on Raw, which we will break down here. I'm assuming they break up the, you know, they blow up the rosters and they go from there, but I guess we'll soon see. Um, but nonetheless, AEW Dynamite tonight had an awesome time with Mr. Marceau. If you're listening to this, RJ, great to see you. Well, first of all, think, wait, do I got to go over? Are we good do here? You? 
Oh, uh, no, I think we're fine. All right. Yeah, you just have to slow it down. This is a uh, live podcast, folks. This is the behind-the-scenes stuff that you hear while I'm driving on my way home from Boston. Yeah, this, is, this isn't gonna. This isn't gonna be our the usual uh, fancy, the usual formal fancy. podcast. Exactly, the usual exceptional audio quality. This is a rare on-the-road episode of WrestleRant Radio. Hopefully, we can do more of these uh, ride-along episodes of WrestleRant Radio in the future. So I pulled up the card. And um, from tonight, okay. I'm and it's saying there's four matches. That was correct, right? I feel like yeah, there were no, there were five matches. There were five matches. So we kicked off the show with Private Party and the Young Bucks mm-hmm. in the first round of the AEW World Tag Team Title Tournament. We had, and not in this specific order, but we had Rio and Britt Baker. Oh, that's right, the women's match. Yeah. It's not on here. Oh, that's not on there. No, right, probably because it wasn't good. <laughs> um. They had Moxley and Sean Spears. They had... What was the other singles match on the show? That would be Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen. Oh, right. The number one contender. And then, and then the we had event. the main event with um, Hangman Adam Page and Dustin Rhodes versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Yep. There we go. Yep. That sounds like the card to me. But yeah, we'll be breaking down that here on tonight's or today's rather Wrestle Rant Radio. But before we go any further, while we take a turn here on the Mass Turnpike, I believe we're on right now. Um, for all new episodes of Wrestle Rant Radio, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. Uh, be sure to rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show, get all the archived episodes dating back to exactly six years ago. The show debuted on Tuesday, October 8th, um, just earlier this week, 2013, six-year anniversary of the show. So subscribe today, support the show. On Podbean, we're on nextdressing.net. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on Google Play, TuneIn Radio, all over the place, baby. No excuse to not listen to WrestleRant Radio on the weekly. So uh, do so today. Also check me out on the socials, on Twitter, at WrestleRant, on Facebook, at Facebook.com, backslash Graham.GSM.Matthews, and on YouTube as well, at YouTube.com, backslash GSM or backslash C, backslash Matthews. Um, Alexis, you can find her on the Twitter as well, at Lex DeGiacomo, for all her ramblings on wrestling and everything else she tweets about on the Twitter machine. So, let's talk Dynamite. Let's talk Dynamite. AEW Dynamite from tonight had a really fun time. Um, this is RJ and I's second time at an AEW show. We were in attendance for the first ever AEW show, Double or Nothing, earlier this year in Vegas. Had a great time. Um, we almost went, Alexis and I went to All Out when we were in Chicago a couple months ago. Didn't go, thankfully, because we were so fucking tired. Absolutely exhausted after that entire day. It was a long day. It was fun, though. Honestly, it's probably, like, my favorite trip with you, aside from the big WrestleMania New York one, just because it was, like, it, it was a lot more relaxing. We could do whatever we wanted, just, like, sat in the hotel and watched All Out. Like, how nice was that? We didn't have to go anywhere. We just sat there and relaxed. It was nice. It was nice. For free, too, because I'm a uh, bleacher reporter writer, of course, so I got the show on a hookup. But, um, yeah, so I'm glad we didn't make it to that show. Met CM Punk that same day, obviously. I already told that story a few weeks ago. Amazing, life-changing, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so moving I on. I agree, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, Alexis's first AEW show here today with Dynamite. Right off the bat, Alexis, I'll ask you this. How do they compare to all the WWE shows we've been to? And we've been to a lot of shows. We've been to a lot of indie shows. Mm-hmm. We've been to a lot of WWE shows. Mm-hmm. We've been to a Ring of Honor show. We've been to a 
number of NXT shows. We've been to a lot of shows together. How did they compare, and a New Japan show in the garden, how did they compare to all the other shows that we've been to production-wise and presentation-wise? Um, I think it, so that's a good question. I, I think it ranked up there with, like, you know, WWE and, and NXT as far as, like, presentation goes. And, like, I liked the pyro. Um, I didn't really, I, I thought it was nice. Like, I didn't think it was cheesy or low grade or anything. Like, Ring of Honor, you can tell, is, like, a smaller promotion. Definitely. Or the indie brands, obviously, you can tell they're both smaller promotions. Whereas this one, you can tell they put a lot of fucking time into it. Yep. And they work their asses off to get it to look like what it looks like. Like, their logo is really cool. They gave it a name. Like, it it looks like they put a lot of time into it. The difference, though, to me, is the fans. Mm-hmm. And it sounds weird because, like, isn't it like, oh, Alexis, it's the same fans that do everything else and watch everything else like us. But, I don't know. For some reason, the fans just felt different to me. Like, I felt like I was in a weird new thing. Like, I wasn't at a WWE show, but I was, but I wasn't, and I was at, like, something in addition to that. Like, it, it was just weird. It was something new, but it also, like, I don't know. Not to mention, like, fucking 90% of the people there were men. I barely saw any women. And the, pe- the people there were just... I mean, more less women than usual, you're saying. Yeah, like it was it was a lot less women than usual. I don't know why that is, though. I mean, AEW is AEW more of I've seen men's that a thing. Lot of fans on online. I mean, then again, like every time I wear like the AEW shirt that you got me, everybody that says something is a dude. I mean, not that a girl would say something. No, I feel yeah, like I'm exactly. the only girl that would say something, no. but like it's just weird. It was almost 100% males. And I was saying this to you after when we left. Like, there's a whole stereotype. Like, the women's bathroom always has the long line. Like, we went to Salem the other day. And the women's bathroom literally had, like, a Disneyland ride long line. It was ridiculous. But I went to the bathroom after the show. There was no line. Men's bathroom had a huge-ass line. That never happens. That just tells you how how many men there were there. I mean, it's not like annoying or anything it was just weird like there's usually more women there yeah yeah no definitely um i wasn't really paying too much attention to that but that's an interesting observation i don't really know how many wwe fans like at the shows we've been to are female there's there's a lot of female you know a decent amount i would say even more than the female thing which is absolutely interesting and i would have to look at the demographics on that because i've seen a lot of female aew fans online that doesn't really mean anything though because they're not necessarily always going to the shows um, I would like to know, not really like to know, what I kind of picked up on from the show was that they there were not, I mean, for obvious reasons, a lot of kids there. Almost no kids. Oh. You know? That's such a, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even see any. You know? No I saw kids, none. None. We weren't sitting by any. Almost every wrestling show we've ever been to. And it's not just a WWE thing. There's a lot of indies appeal to kids. Because they'll go on like a Saturday afternoon with their parents or with their mom or something. They drag them down there to go meet fucking Bret Hart or whatever. It's a lot of kids at the indie shows, at, you know, WWE for obvious reasons. Ring of Honor, there obviously, you know, weren't a lot of kids. I think this is a lot of the same crowd that Ring of Honor would be going for. And I can see why. Um, 
I don't know if that's going to change or not. I mean, there are kid fans, but then again, if you really think about it, how would any kid know of AEW if it weren't for their, like, siblings or parents or anything, you know? I know. I feel like AEW, like, tar- is targeted towards, like, you. Like, you're a demographic. Yeah, anyone who watches the YouTube show. And, like, anyone who'd be watching, you know, you see commercials for TNT on True TV. Kids aren't watching True TV. You know what I mean? None of the none of the TNT broadcasts, I don't think anyway, are any of the Warner Media owned, um, you know, uh, what is it, syndicates, whatever. I don't know what the right word would be. But um, I don't think any of them are, are kid, you know, are, like, kid-friendly. It's not like they own Disney Channel, you know? I know. that. I think that's why it also felt so weird because it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, a regular WWE show. It was just, like, a bunch of dudes watching something and chanting weird shit and saying dumbass shit that made no sense and then leaving. Like, it was just weird. There were no kids. There were no... There, there weren't a lot of females there. It was just fucking... It was just a bunch of people your age and, and older. I'm not going to sit here and compare the entire time, but NXT, although they, they appeal to a lot of the same fans, like, we watch both of them religiously, um, AEW and NXT. NXT has a lot more kids, but it's not a PG-14 show, though. Yeah. But I don't think it needs to be. No, it doesn't, like, just like I was saying to you earlier, like, on the way up here, we were listening to, like, this comedian that I really like, and I I listened to his, um, shows a lot. I I started listening to him when I was in middle school. His name? His name is Brian Regan. I, I don't know where he's from. He's really funny, though. He's a clean comedian. Like, it's like that, like, where you don't need to be raunchy in order to, or you don't need to not be raunchy in order to appeal to everybody. Like... All you have to do is do is do whatever you do well, and then the fans will come. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how old they are. Like, you'll build a demographic. Like, AEW, I feel like they're going out of their way at some points to be overly raunchy. But not, not like, raunchy-raunchy, but, like, different. And, like, like, when we saw Final Battle, like that. Like, out there stuff, blood... Yeah. Just no DQ matches all the time. Like, that kind of stuff. They're going out of their way to do all that that stuff. Where, like, for me, too, like, I like WWE because some of the stuff in there, like, the storylines, I can relate to. Or, so it's just, like, it's stuff that, like, people like me like. Like, oh, like, fun gossip shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, right now, it's all about the men. Which is fine, because that's their demographic right now. But I feel like once they get a handle on their show, they need to start appealing to more people. Like, they don't have to turn into a fucking kid's show, by all means, because I do like the way they are. I like how they're more out there and not, like, PG-rated, because it's a nice change. But at the same time, I feel like they need to... They need to have different ways of doing things sometimes, instead of just doing it the same way. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. I think they'll they'll find their niche in time. I mean, they've already kind of gotten their niche. I mean, they got a fucking 1.4 million viewers last week. Um, I don't think it's going to be as high this week. I mean, it obviously remains to be seen. We'll, we'll likely know the number by the time this podcast comes out. Um, yeah, I think they'll find their footing in time in terms of... And really establish their own identity. Because right now, they're really just kind of getting off the ground. Becoming more than just a YouTube show. I don't know, I'm not saying they should appeal to all audiences. I think it would help. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, with, with certain kids and stuff like that and women and whatever. I don't know. I'm not, again, I'm not going to, well, which one's better between NXT and AEW. I'm just saying, I'm not saying NXT is better in this respect. I just think it's interesting. Um, they don't have a ton of storylines, and that's the biggest knock on AEW right now is that they don't have a lot of storylines. I mean, they had a, they had one, they had one promo segment tonight. I'll give them that. Um, they had one promo segment, but I mean, that was about it. I know that's that's my thing. Like, I like the character arc and the storylines and stuff. I mean, I know that's it's wrestling. It's not fucking a play, but that's what makes it interesting to more people. Like, I personally. Like, you watch for the wrestling. You watch for everything, really. I watch for, like, the fucking stories and shit. Like, I don't watch for technical wrestling, let's be honest. So, I mean, obviously, they've only been on TV for two weeks. This is their second episode, so maybe we have to give it more time, but... I don't know. Like, they, they talk about... I don't know if they said it or somebody else said it, but I feel like they they were stressing a few months ago, like, oh... Like, like, they kind of were hinting at the fact that they're going to have a better creative team. But, like, have they actually done anything with that? Like, storyline writing-wise? Like, uh, I haven't I seen anything. I stable, so I guess I'm not sure if that yeah. constitutes anything. Exactly. I haven't seen anything. Like, what about the women? Like, what's going on with the women? Yeah, there's no women's storylines. We just know that Rio beat Nyla Rose to become the inaugural AEW Women's Champion. That's about it. She hasn't even... Did she even talk after she won it or Honestly, today? I she didn't talk at a, all. I have not heard a single promo from Rio. Not going to lie to you. I think that's one thing. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm, first of all, it smells. Yeah, why does the car smell? Car. Is it this car or is it an... I don't think it's this car. Hopefully not. Yeah. I think it might be just the area. What does it smell like to you? I don't know. What does it smell like to you? I don't want to say gasoline. I don't think it smells like gasoline. Like fuel. Is it the car behind us or in front of us or something? Yeah, it might just be the area, right? Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Again, pray, be, pray for pray for us, everybody. You're getting the behind-the-scenes stuff here. We have another fucking hour and a half. Oh, so. should I should I plug... Um, you know what? I'll just do it, and you can edit it out if you don't like it. So, okay, WrestleRant audience, um, WrestleRant over here, Ding Dong, asked me a couple, I think a, I think a week or two weeks ago to make me like, or to make him like a logo, because I started doing digital art on a program called Procreate. Um, There's a lot of smoke around here, by the way, too. So. Yeah, that's probably why. I started doing a There's promotion. A factory over here. <laughs> Jesus That's Christ. not good. I started doing, like, an app called Procreate on the iPad at my family at, at my house um and I've gotten a better handle on it so I want to make like a logo or some sort of like some sort of banner for your channel maybe or like just some art for your podcast so if anybody's listening they have an idea like feel free to tweet him and let him know or let me know at Lex to Jackmo because I I really want to do it but I just don't know like I have ideas but I don't want to like sit there and make something you know stupid well I'm not creative so I have no idea I, I know you have no idea. I don't know. If anybody's listening they have an idea, please feel free to let one of us know. Or both of us. I Whatever, but let me know. Appreciate the plug. <laughs> the executive creative director of WrestleRant Radio. That's a new title. Yeah, I'm the creative team. I'm not getting paid jack shit for that. Yeah, she's new creative team, exactly. <laughs> Except it's only one person out of fucking, you know, room of monkeys. Alright, do you want to talk about the uh, the matches in order? 
AEW Dynamite kicking off with, um, was it the first round match? Oh, I mean, well, they had, they had a, first of all, they had the, they taped the dark segments. I won't mention what the results were, but they taped for next week's AEW Dark show. Before the show, it was Peter Avalon, Peter Avalon, the librarian, who gives a shit, <laughs> against Sonny Kiss and Kip Sabian. Didn't see the match. Honestly, don't even know who won. Um, not going to spoil it in any way because we saw other dark matches that they, that they taped after the show. Which, again, I like the concept. I don't like the fact they taped the matches after the show. Just start the show at 7. Just do it then. Or just don't tape them. I don't know. I just think it was... Because they ended up doing Kenny Omega and uh, Joey Janela in a street fight. No, in the unsanctioned match. They called it Lights Out even though it wasn't lights were on. Okay, so no, it was it was an unsanctioned lights out match, but here's what they did. Justin Roberts announced that and then he said, like he did, he's done that before and they the first with, time... With, they did it with Moxley and Janela a couple months it ago. It was really cool when they did it the first time, but like this time... It's for a dark, you, fucking dark match. I know, like if, if you do it if you do it for like something like this it doesn't make it feel as big of a deal. No. Like don't do that. Just do something do like some fucking thing else like a street fight but he did that and then he's like oh when the lights come back on it's not an aw match okay cool so they're gonna get rid of the logos on the screen right no the lights come up the fucking aw logos everywhere and then of course it's gonna be on their youtube channel right is that where it's gonna be yeah it's, yeah, it's gonna be on their youtube channel so why that doesn't even make any I sense mean, then don't have it on the youtube channel they had the same they did the same with moxley and janela to be honest with you but like, there. but you know what I'm saying? Like, don't be, don't advertise it and be like, hey, here's this match on our YouTube channel. It's, it's unsanctioned. Location match. I don't think the whole unsanctioned thing was really necessary. They, they proceeded to work an Iron Man match at 10:30 at night. Not a smart <laughs> idea. It was a good match. No spoilers. You can only imagine who won. But I mean, <laughs> it was like, come on, I need to go home. It was so. Long. I'm pretty sure it started a little after ten and it Long ended at eleven. Match. Jesus Christ. Long every match. every time we thought like there were uh, one person was gonna win, it just kept going. Like it, it just, just kept going on and on and on. It never fucking ended. And almost everybody stayed too. It's not like anybody. Not like a lot of people left. Like almost no. everyone stayed. Which is good, but like, Jesus Christ. It was just, it was a lot. But anyway, it was a good match. They also did Shima and SCU versus um, the Hybrid 2 and Helico and Jack Evans and the Dark Order. Who gives a fuck about those guys? But <laughs> it was an all right match. I was just very disappointed that they did not have the Lucha Bros anywhere on the show. Nowhere on the show. At least last week they were in on AEW Dark and they were in that, like, they brawled with SEU on the stage. So it was like, okay, like, at least they were on the first show, technically. They didn't wrestle, but whatever. They were nowhere to be seen on this show. Very disappointing, because they're, like, one of the biggest stars, one of the most popular acts they have. Very surprised about that. And then Jurassic Express, nowhere to be seen on anything. AEW Dark, the actual show... Like, I appreciate, unlike WWE, they don't do a ton of backstage stuff, but come on. Like, the, I don't know, maybe I'm just biased because I was there and I wanted to see these people, but, like, I'm very surprised they did not feature either of those popular acts on their second ever show. Well, I was thinking, 
like I already told this to you like many times, but I'm going to say it on here. Like last week, I feel like out of any time to have them on at all, why not have them, have them both on, like have all your strongest, most popular people on for the very first show, because that's, that's when it matters the most. Like the first month or the first couple months is when it matters the most. But like the very first episode, like you can't have them on, you can't have them wrestling. Like the first episode, the first match, um, they had like, they had Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara, um, which is nice. And it was a good match. And I like, I like them. I really do. But you can't start off with like Jurassic Express and like the Lucha Bros or something or something like that. You can't start off with one of them and having a really awesome match because just imagine like two million people watching right when the show started. Just imagine it was two million. And then they're all watching and then they see Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara and like almost like fucking thousands of them are like, oh whatever, this this isn't that it, it doesn't grab my eye instantly. And then if you see fucking Jurassic Express go on, oh, let me stick around and watch this. Like, this is interesting. Because I barely know them, and I fucking love them. I really like them. I want a t-shirt from them. Lucha Bros were really nice when we met them. They were really cool, and they're really awesome to watch. So, like, that's why I told you there has to be some reason why they're not putting them on. It's either that or they don't want to overexpose them. But then why not have them on the first like couple episodes and then have them go on every other week or something like that. Like why not show them I don't know. I at felt, all? I felt like they featured a lot of the same faces from last week, which was a little disappointing because I mean, it was cool seeing the box. Like, don't get me wrong. And you know, they had Jericho on again, which was cool, but like no Lucha bros, no, again, like I said, no Jurassic express. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, MJF was on the show. Um, I'm not sure who else they didn't feature. I'd have to look at the roster. Like, it was cool that Darby Allen was on. But still, that was a little surprising. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would have just switched up the lineup a little bit. I mean, no, I know Cody wants to be in the first match on his show. You know, it's his promotion. It's his baby. He wants to make history by being in the first match on the AEW broadcast. Whatever. I mean, it was a good match, but, like, you know, quit stroking your ego, dude. But anyway, <laughs> we, we kicked off this show the first round, uh, the opening match in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament between the Young Bucks and Private Party. Um, very good match. I thought this was a great match. A lot of near falls, um, almost to the point where it was a little ridiculous, where they kind of hit everything. Like, Private Party hit their finisher on these guys and they kicked out. Like, I know that's commonplace in wrestling nowadays, but it gets a little ridiculous, especially when they end the match in a fucking, like, roll-up. I just think that's a little... It, it, I know that you were, supposed, you were supposed to suspend your disbelief with wrestling. But still, I mean, that's a little... It's a little much. Um, but other than that, though, I thought it was a great match. Private Party looked great. They were really over. They probably got louder chance than the Bucks did. Probably because people wanted to see an upset and not the, the same old shit with the Bucks going over. Um, but I'm glad they put Private Party over. Good result. It was what it needed to be. The celebration, they acted like they won the fucking Super Bowl, even though they're, they're, it's still the first round. they got to beat two more teams in order to become the uh, first ever AEW World Tag Team Champions. Um, but nonetheless, very good match. Enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, so what were your thoughts on it, Alexis? I thought it was good. Um, honestly, it's going to sound so fucking stupid and, like, girly, but I was more focused on their gear and the fact that they were wearing opposite colors on the color wheel. 
They were wearing pink and green. Private party? Private party was wearing pink. Young Bucks were wearing green. Such a, I mean, I realized that. I didn't realize It's yeah, such a dumb, pointless detail, but I just want to point that out. Fans, they're just going to be like, all right, I'm going to skip this Jesus. part next match. But, oh, by the way, in case anyone's wondering, RJ said he got home. Oh, he did? Yeah. What, did he text you? Or yeah, he texted me. Okay. He said I'm home. What time um, is it right now? It's 12, it's 1230. Okay, so it probably took him about, it only took him about a half an hour. Yeah. He got in the car at like 11, no way. No, we left at like 11.35, right? I remember, yeah, yeah, because we left the arena at 11. And I looked at my watch when we got to the parking lot, and it said 11.35. So, shit, we've been on the road now for about an hour. Yeah. So, it probably took him close to an hour. Oh, um. That makes sense. At, in 8.3 miles, you're going to take exit 9 onto I-84 west towards New York City. Okay, so it's going to be in the right probably, right? How come, how come I can't hear her? Oh, maybe because my phone was on silent. Yeah, probably. Um, it's probably going to be on the right, right? Oh, yeah, it is on the right. Yep. Just making sure. I know that sounds like a dumb question, people, but like... No, yeah, no. We've had... The amount of times we've been driving in the past, like, couple of months is crazy. But the amount of exits we've had to take on the left is surprising because... I, I don't know. Like, the only time you have to go on the left exit, though, is to, like, go on another highway because... That's how that works. Like, but still, it's just you never know. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, a lot of driving. That first match, it was really good. I was really looking forward to that because I really like Private Party. I think they're cool. Hey, it's Private Party. Yeah, that's all we know. We were singing their song. RJ was giving us the look. It was, that was funny. About it, yeah. <laughs> we but that shit on YouTube. They were they were really cool. Um, again, the fans were like chanting at fucking stupid parts like why are you chanting when they're just randomly standing there in the match or just like jumping like they they would do stupid like throughout the entire show wrestlers would do minor things and the whole fan the whole fucking arena would shake what are you freaking out about what's going on but oh my god he did a dive like Jesus yeah Christ. yeah exactly like calm down buddy it's yeah. ridiculous people freak out over the simplest things Thanks, Siri. Um, 6.7 miles. Yeah, I clicked on it, though, to make sure to make sure I could hear her. That's such a specific thing. No, I thought it was a great match. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you, because, like, the mat- the moves they did were so sick. So, like, why can't you end it on a nice note? And then, of course, they kick out. And then it gets strong again. Oh, the Young Bucks are going to win. Young Bucks are going to win. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, never mind. And then fucking... What's it called? Private Party wins on a roll-up. Like, really? I know, exactly. Like, was... like really? Like, WWE does that all the time. Everybody does that. It's, like, so annoying. Why make a big deal out of what you just did then and then all of a sudden win on a fucking stupid roll-up, which makes no sense. Like, it doesn't make any sense. They wanted to protect the Bucks and defeat, but it was still stupid, though. It, it was, it was so like, stupid and, like... Like, ridiculous. Like, you can't just give it to them. Like, they're fucking talented. Yeah, just them win decisively. Like, just, it, it's not that big of a deal. But yeah. Anyway, I'm glad they won, though. Glad they won. They went over, advancing to the next round of the tournament. They will face the winners of, I think, Lucha Bros versus Jurassic Express. That is going to be amazing. I'm, I'm shocked they're giving so that away. so ready. I'm surprised they're doing that as opposed to, like... Lucha Bros and best friends or something. 
Because best friends versus SCU seems like I love both teams, but it seems like a very throwaway match. So you're saying, like, why condense the two very strong, very yeah, popular exactly. teams? Like, why would you do that in the first round? Well, yeah, I don't know. Why not save that for, like, a big show? But dumb. It's because they want to push the fucking dark fucking order and have them be in the finals. Oh, whoop did he do doll Like, no one gives a shit. <laughs> I'd rather have the finals be Lucha Bros versus Jurassic Express. They'll probably have the bros go over because, I mean, I, I love the Lucha Bros, but like Jurassic Express, they need wins. Like, I don't think they've won a single, they've been on every AEW show since the company has premiered. They were on Double or Nothing, they were on Fighter Fest, they were on Fight for the Fallen, they were all out. They've lost every fucking time. So Wait, like, they've lost every time? I'm almost positive. I almost honestly, positive. okay, honestly, I never would have known that. Like, the no. way, the, amount of popularity they have, I would have never known that. Exactly. I think that's a problem. So, I don't think they're going to beat the bros either. I think the bros are going to be them, and they're going to be private party. And it's going to come down to Lucha Bros versus Dark Order, and we can only pray that the Lucha Bros win the whole thing. Well, um, though, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I really want Jurassic Express to win, like, really badly, because I really like them, but maybe it's not their time, because I see a, pa- a pattern what they're doing with, like, like Britt Baker and, um, Hangman. Waiting until to give them their moment. Yeah, say that again. Waiting to give them their moment. Yeah, okay, I just wanted to make sure that was heard. But yeah, I no, I agree with that because if say if like you gave you give Britt Baker the win the first episode, okay, what are you gonna do now? Like there's no, I agree. like Britt Baker's a fucking star. Like there's nothing to build to because she's let, let's be honest, right now she's the only woman we're all watching like, the women's division in AEW for because she's so entertaining. No one else even compares. I'm not saying she's the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Like, Charlotte, for as much as people hate her, eats Britt Baker for breakfast. Like, Britt Baker's not even that good in the ring. But I'm saying it's the complete package in terms of, like, appearance, charisma, and ring ability. She's the closest thing to have to a star in that division. Absolutely. close. Brandi Rhodes... It's fucking terrible. I've said this before, but she's abysmal. Um, she's great as the chief operating officer, whatever the fucker. Two miles. All right. Oh, God. Shut the fuck okay. up. <laughs> Just remind me when we get closer. Yep. Um, I, I mean, sucks. they really have to... Uh-oh, coppers. There's three lanes. I think you should be fine. Yeah. Oh, he, he pulled someone over. Ooh. Just slow down a little bit. Okay, you're fine. Blinded. Blinded by the lie. No, I agree with you. I think they really have to, like... Like, I think at this point, they're still hiring wrestlers, or they should be, because they they don't have that many people when we really think about it. Like, I mean, they just got um, Ding Dong Ditch, you know what I'm saying? They just got Swagger. Oh, so, or Hager. Hager. I think Cody said their roster is like 70% complete. That's not even... That much? The women. The, the women is really their biggest, their their weakness. I mean, the, the men's division is pretty strong for the most part. The tag division is stacked. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But the women's division has barely, barely anybody in it. It's not good. But the thing is, we gave, them the, we gave them the benefit of the doubt after double or nothing. It's been five months. Like, they have Britt Baker... They've built her up quite a bit, which is great. But they have B. Presley. You have to go right here? Yeah, you have to go on the right line. I think I'm good. Can I take that? 
Um, yeah, you can go. I totally forgot about that, to be honest with you. I was too focused on what we were talking about. Good. But I looked, at, I looked at the thing, and she said to stay in the right two lanes. Good. Um, yeah, no, I... That's, uh, they have Britt Baker, and that's uh, awesome. Kong is good, but she's past her prime. Yeah, exactly. She's she's older. She's more of like a... Yeah, go take a slight right turn right here. Jeez, if you're not paying attention, you'd slam right in the fucking slime. Continue straight. Okay, for 42 miles, we're continuing straight. So, Russell Rant listeners, you won't have to hear Siri's fucking loud-ass mouth. Um, no, I agree I, I agree with you, as I've said 50 times, but I Abby do. Rose, give me a break. I'm sorry. She's not good, people. If you're a She's fan, not. If you're a fan, that's great, but we're, I'm, I'm just not. It's not even that, like... It's it, not a drink, like, it's whatever. Not, it's not like a fucking transphobic thing. No, it's the fact that... Sucks. It's the fact that, like, for me... There's nothing special about her. Like, we were talking about... We'll get to, like, Jimmy Havoc and um, Darby Allen later or soon, but they're both kind of similar in characters in the fact that they're they're dark and, like, skulls and tattoos and stuff like that. But the, the difference between them, the reason why Darby Allen is so much more popular is because he has that, like, talent that he can hold over Jimmy Havoc. He has, like... Like, his thing that he does, like, he does crazy fucking shit. Like, what he did in Northeast Wrestling against John Moxley, he did, like... He literally wrestled with his arms, like, while handcuffed. It was nuts. That's that's how you remember someone. That's how you make a star. Like, you do something fucking crazy. Or you do something that only you can do. Like, wrestling while you're handcuffed is fucking crazy. That's how I remember Darby Allen. But Jimmy Havoc hasn't done anything really like that. I mean, honestly... This is going to sound stupid, but the only the only way I can kind of remember him is the fact that he's been in, like, either multiple men matches or the thing he did with the fucking barrel. That's about it. Is the barrel about match. Darby or Jimmy? Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, that's what I thought. But it, it's just, it, it's interesting to me because... Well, the barrel thing was Darby Allen. No, but wasn't he in that match? He was in the match. Yeah, that's what I'm barrel. saying. That's how I remember cracker him. cracker barrel match. Yeah, the cracker barrel the match. cracker barrel clash. Iconic. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. That's how I remember him. But it's just interesting because, like, Nyla Rose is just not... There's nothing special about her. Like, Britt Baker has charm. She, Like, Angel Garza on NXT, fucking charming as shit. I don't even care about how you're wrestling. You're, good at, you're a good wrestler. I saw you walk in two seconds. I like you. Like, I'm a fan of yours. It's just weird how things like that work. Nyla Rose doesn't do anything for me at all. Nothing. Most of the women don't. Like... I like B Priestley, um, just because of her looks. I think her looks are cool. She needs a little bit more. She needs a chance to talk. All of them really need a chance to talk. I haven't heard any of them fucking speak at all. I just know that she's Mrs. I know she's not married to him, but I just know that she's Mrs. Will Osprey. Yeah, that's about it. Like they they need like. She has bad blood with Brit as seen afterward, but that's about it. That's all I know about her. They they need the whole women's division needs like a reworking or they they all need like characters and personalities like Britt Baker is the only one that has that that personality and that's because she has charm just give me a fucking two second video package telling me who she is and what she's about that's it that's it like do it do an interesting storyline with her and Britt Baker like some something like that like don't don't just give them a fucking match and have them beat beat the shit out of me but uh, out of each other because well, honestly that's not realistic it's better than doing the tag team matches the tag team matches RJ and I were talking about this during the show 
too many tag team matches. I know they're run by a fucking tag team. The company's run by a tag team and the Young Bucks, and they love tag team wrestling. That's great. Their tag team division is the best in wrestling. There's no question about that. The issue is that you can't get anyone over in multi-man matches. You just can't. Yeah, because there's no specific focus. No, it's just a bunch of people fighting. Like, you need to... In a tag team match, like, with tag teams, that's fine. But, like, with Rio and Britt versus Ima, Sakura, whatever the fuck her name was, and... What? Bia? Uh, B. Priestley? Why should I care? What was the point of that match? Other than showcasing the four women, but they've done showcases before. Like... I don't understand what the point is. But, like, here's what I'm saying is they're they're just appealing to people who are going to get hooked in solely off of the wrestling and the looks of the women. There's no characters. There's no specific characters. I mean, I had to tell you, um, the person teaming with... The person teaming with B. Priestley is her character is inspired by Freddie Mercury. I only found that out because she fucking, first of all, had the outfit on. I was like, what, what do you look like? You're in a marching band. And then she starts doing a We Will Rock You um, thing, like the stomp, stomp, clap thing. Like, I shouldn't have to go out of my way to explain a character to somebody when, like, like, like it's ridiculous. Like, show, show, don't, or, actually in this, yeah, yeah. In this aspect, or in this certain situation, it's tell not show because they're well, I mean, showing show too much. Too. I mean, they're not showing anything. They're showing us by just having them be in a match, but they're not doing they're any not backstage interviews. They're they're not doing any interviews with with the women. I've seen none of that. I haven't heard That's any of them fucking speak, which is a problem to me. Because I want to hear them talk. I want to hear what they have to say. Same with the men. Like, I want to hear what they have to say. I mean, they, I feel like, have gotten a bigger chance because of the YouTube channel. Um, just because it's been built off of the men. It now has. the women are on being the elite. I'll tell you that right now. Britt Baker's on the show. Allie was on for a cup of coffee. Obviously, Brandy, but that's about it. I couldn't tell you. B is, I don't think has ever been on the show. Who else do they even have? Like, Awesome Kong is not being the elite. I don't know. Maybe they're filming this stuff and they're putting it up on their YouTube channel. Not being the elite, but, like, the road to All Out or the road to this, the road to that. And I'm not paying attention. But as far as I know, they're just announcing random-ass matches for these shows. And that's it. Like, I have seen nothing in terms of real character development with any of these women. Britt Baker, I think, was on commentary last week, which was a step in the right direction. But again, I care about Britt Baker, and that's it. Like, Rio's a good wrestler, but so is my fucking grandmother. Like, it doesn't matter. Barbara? Yeah, exactly. Oh, She's my really God, good. yeah. She could kick ass. She can jump off the top rope. I don't know if you can do that. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> She's a submission specialist, too. She totally could. Talk shit in the mic with the best of them. But we need to know more about these characters. <laughs> The acting matches are ridiculous. Yeah, I think, I, and I think that's what I was talking about early when I earlier when I feel like it's like it's not WWE, but it's not anything else. It's just because they, they don't, don't get better with that in time. It's so they far, don't fit it's their biggest weakness. Yeah, they don't fit the classic mold of a wrestling show because they haven't done really anything that all they've had is just match after match after match. And then, like, crazy thing happened after crazy thing happened. Like, you can't keep doing that. You have to have some sort of story arc to make it, a uh, like, an episodic show. Because without... Are you kidding me right now? Listen, we had McDonald's a couple hours ago. 
Russell Rant listeners, Graham just farted. I'm just gonna say right now. Rumblies are upon us. Okay. You're so gross right now. It smells so bad. Open up a damn window. I'm not gonna open the window. We're on the highway. Sorry. Okay, as I was saying, um, <laughs> you can't have an episodic show like a wrestling show, really any show, without some sort of drama. To. We're in CT. Oh, we're in Connecticut already. Connecticut, welcome <laughs> to you. Ned Lamont, suck my butt. Um, you can't have an episodic show like this without some sort of drama or interest. Like, I mean, I know we're knocking um, Raw right now, but the whole the whole Rusev Lana thing, like, that's at least something. Like, you're giving us something. Right now, AEW is not really doing more. Like, I know everybody's sucking AEW's fucking business off. Like, they're they're just brown nosing them right now, just because they're. They're different, and they're basically saying, like, fuck the companies, we'll just make our own, which is cool, and I can admire that, but at the same time, you have to acknowledge the fact that there are things that they can improve on. Like, there's things that they're really good at, like, right now, they're, um, like we've said, their tag team division is amazing, it's so good, and that's coming from me, I don't, like, I don't really know what I'm talking about when it comes to that shit, but I can tell they're good, so, but they can improve on so many more things. I definitely agree. That women's match was not good. I'm going to tell you that right now. It wasn't good. I mean, do you just want to talk about that now? Yeah, I mean, we just kind of did. Yeah. It, it really was not a good match. It, it wasn't. I'm sorry. I know it's subjective, but, like, if you try to tell me or convince me that was a good match, I don't know what to tell you. We were in the building. The crowd could not have given two shits. I don't know who the fuck B's partner was. There was zero introduction to her at all. You can get away with that shit on the pay-per-views and stuff like that as a showcase for the Joshi women. Not on your weekly show. You need to tell me if we're in the arena and I can't hear the commentary, I need to know who this woman is so I can care. Didn't know who she was. Couldn't have given two shits. Even Brie, like we just got done talking about, and no idea who she is or what she's about or whatever. Zero fucking glow. So, I don't know. I like Britt Baker. I thought Rio did well. Overall, though, the match really did not do anything for me personally. I, I, I didn't really care for it at all. But you know what I noticed, too, is on the screen when both the women came out, like when B came out with the Freddie Mercury lady, um, it was her music, and then she came out first. And then it just, the screen would switch between her face and her stuff and then the other lady's face. Like, that was really it. That's all we got from her. And it's weird because I thought she was two different people because they had, like, two different angles of her and I thought she was, like, a tag team. Jesus. (laughs) But she had a weird Freddie Freddie Mercury thing, but she was not interesting at all. She wasn't. Like, she was trying to get everybody excited. It wasn't working. The only person that everybody cared about was Britt Baker. She was cool as always. Riho, I don't don't give a fuck about. Because, like, honestly, a champion should be someone... That is all like like someone like Britt Baker, but obviously they're not going to put the title on her right now because that's just rushing it. Like like I said, but like Riho, what again? Haven't heard her talk. I don't know her motivation. What's going on? Like, how should I know that she deserves the title? Like, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to hear her speak. I want to hear why she wants the title first before she even fights for it. Or Nyla. Like, I want to hear why they're even fighting for this title. Why are they even here? Like, that's why I don't give a shit because I don't know what their motivation is. I don't know what anybody's feelings or motivation is when it comes to these matches. Like, at least WWE has that thing where it's like, um, 
like, oh, I want to fight for this because I don't like this about you, or I want this title because blah, 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 or because I lost it to you at this date in this amount of years or something. Like, they don't have that yet. Obviously, they can't because they literally just started their promotion, but, um, you know, I I need a reason to care. Yeah, I think we all need a reason to care, and I think that's why that match fell flat for a lot of people, especially at least in the building. I don't know about people watching on TV or whatever, but in the building, it was a really, really flat match. Probably the weakest part of the entire show by far. Um, So that was all right. So we had Britt Baker, and I think Rio won that one. I think Britt Baker won for her team, if I'm not mistaken, which is uh, cool. But, you know, again, I'm hoping they build the Britt Baker and Rio for the title at some point. So we had that. Um, we also had a number one contenders match with a winner facing Chris Jericho for the AEW World Championship uh, next Wednesday on Dynamite. Darby Allen beating Jimmy Havoc. Good match. Not the most exciting match I've ever seen, but well wrestled. Um, you know, the, the, we, we talked a lot during the show about Jimmy Havoc and what makes him special and whatever. He really has not, not done much for me as far as from what I have seen from him so far in AEW. The guy's good, but... As a character, I just don't really care. Darby Allen, at least, has looked really good in all the matches I've seen him in. Even before AEW, we saw him in a match against John Moxley at Northeast Wrestling about four months ago in June. Um, is you know John Moxley's first indie date outside of WWE, um, outside of New Japan and whatever. So Darby Allen's really good. I'm a big fan of his. I thought Jimmy Havoc also did well. A lot of fighting, but whatever. Uh, The match was good, though. Darby Allen won, and we'll face Chris Jericho next week for the AEW World Championship. So, Alexis, your thoughts on the matchup? I like these two together. I think I think they're interesting. I like the like I said. I like the fact that they're they have different. Well, they have similar characters, but like different takes on it. Like Jimmy Havoc, who is a knockoff Jeff Hardy, looks just like Jeff Hardy. Um, I he's more um traditional he's not he doesn't seem as exciting to me because again he's not as talented as Darby Allen but like I like their chemistry I like the fact that you can have someone who's not as talented go up with someone who is as talented and Darby Allen can make him look good and he's done hasn't he he's done that before they've had a number of matches before right Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc yeah I think they might have been partners a few months ago. I think I've seen them like together in a like a, I mean, co- a few times. They all clash at all out. I know that for a fact. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they were they were a team at one point a few months ago. But I, mean, I think they faced MGF and Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara. I believe it. Like the, the fight for the Fallen show. I think. Yeah, I I really like them together. <sighs> we're t- I'm tired, guys. It's almost one a.m. Jesus. Yeah, I know, but I, I really like them together. I think they have good chemistry. Um, but, no, I like Jimmy Havoc probably more than you do because I, I like those kind of characters, like Aleister Black. Um, there is one guy that has this kind of gimmick that I just don't like. He doesn't do anything for me. I think he's fucking boring, and that's um, Damien Priest. I don't like him. I don't care for him at all. I like Damien Priest. Yeah, it, yeah, it's funny. You You like him. I don't. I like Jimmy Havoc. You don't really care for him. But, yeah, I eh, I thought it was cool. It's a good match. Darby Allen's amazing. He got a huge reaction. Jimmy Havoc, not so much. Um, like I said, he needs he needs that, like, trait about him. He needs something. Like, Darby Allen's fucking nuts. That's what's, 
that's what we know about him. Like, I'll always remember him as the guy that wrestled while he was handcuffed. Like, what about Jimmy Havoc? He's the guy that got fucking hit in the Cracker Barrel Clash? Is that about it? I don't know. Yeah, like, Cracker Barrel Clash was about it. That's the only thing I know, really. I really know him from. Yeah, that, that was about matches, it. But. And, and I think, didn't he get tied to a chair in a match? Or was that Darby that Allen? That was the chair thing with Joey Janela in the Cracker Barrel Clash. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. That weird thing where he, like, flipped over. I think that yeah, was... Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure that was him and Janela, because I've seen that spot before at a progress show a couple of years ago, so... Yeah, he's all right. It was a good match. Darby Allen won, right result. We'll now face Jericho next week. Obviously won't win, but it's a nice little, a little attraction for that show. Um, it should be really good. And if Darby Allen's match with Cody um, was any sign of what the guy's capable of and how good he can look and defeat, then I'm looking forward to it. It should be a great match with Allen and Jericho next week. Uh, already talked the women's match. We also had, forgot to mention this, the in-ring promo with Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, LAX's uh, Santana and Ortiz, and Jake Hager. Jake Hager, I'm sorry. Formerly known as Jack Swagger in WWE. Um, with Jericho calling the new stable Inner Circle. Ooh, Inner Circle. <laughs> um, so that was that. Only mic time from Jericho, not the whole crew. I think it's a cool stable. It's nice. Um, Jericho, I don't think, has ever been a part of a heel stable before, so it's something refreshing for him. And I like the idea of him having a heavy to do the, you know, to do his dirty work for him, essentially. Uh, I think it's a good role for Swagger, for Hager. Um, I really have no desire to see him built around as, like, the top star in the company. Mm-hmm. But um, doing this type of stuff, I think it's a good role for him. So I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah, they are now known as the Inner Circle. But uh, kind of a dumb name. Any thoughts on this, Alexis? I liked it. I thought it was cool. It was different. It was something I've never really... I, ha- I haven't really seen, like, it kind of... I, this started out the show, too, um, by the way. But I, it was in the beginning. But I, It was after the first match. Yeah. I, so it was, in, it was towards the beginning. I thought it was really cool because it was like... Like, Chris Jericho was basically saying... Like, he came out with everybody. First of all... The whole crowd was singing his song Judas, which was awesome. It was a really cool great moment. Song. It is a great song. And he came he came out like a number of times during the show. So every single time I heard a number of people singing. But the first time was so loud. It was awesome. But anyways, he comes out with all these people. And then he kind of does an introduction to all of them. He's like, people are asking me if like we're a group or whatever where we have our group has a name or if we have a name and we do and then he does he talks about each member and how they're badasses and stuff it was weird how he like sucked off sammy guevara that was creepy as a star but um i thought it was cool it was (laughs) yeah oh right yeah twitch yeah, it was it was interesting. It was different. It was something I haven't particularly seen. I know you you told me you've seen a lot of like the fucking heel stables coming in, like coming in, leaving, like whatever. It's it's a common thing to happen. It's the first time I've seen one of those form um, in front of my own two eyes live. I thought it was cool. Nothing really too out of the ordinary or too interesting. But I did think it, it was cool because. The way they treat Chris Jericho, they kind of treat him like he's a fucking king. Like, they protect him. He's not doing any of the work. They're doing the work for him. Like, he can kind of just sit there and then 
he does favors for them behind yeah. the scenes. Like, I thought that's... I, I think that's cool. But aside from that, it's nothing really too special. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I thought it was a good promo. Solid segment. Like Alexis said, heel stables have been done to death in WWE and wrestling and other parts of, you know, other promotions and whatnot. Um... But, you know, it was an alright promo. I thought it was good. I'm just not too fond of the name itself. Um, it was kind of weak, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, it was it was, it was was good. We'll see. I, I, I like the fact, like I said earlier, I like the fact that Jericho's in a stable. And we'll see where it goes and how it kind of factors into his plans as the AEW World Champion. They'll likely help him retain the title at, you know, maybe next week in that full gear against Cody. We'll see. Uh, we also had on this show, what was the other singles match? Um, it would oh, be John Moxley and Sean Spears. Good match. Good match. Um, Sean Spears I like a lot. I think he's been doing a lot better outside of WWE. Um, I mean, obviously with Moxley as well, that kind of goes without saying. Um, good, fast-paced, all-action match. Hard-hitting, physical. I thought this was good. Um, a nice win for Moxley, who uh, laid out Spears with the... I honestly keep forgetting what he calls it. The Dirty Deeds, I don't know what he renamed it. I, I know, I would know it if I heard it. But I don't know off the top of my head. Um, but he won with that. Good match. And um, that was it, I think. Yeah, I know I know Tully Blanchard and, and got involved a lot. He interfered quite a bit, which was whatever, but it was fine. Um, Kenny Omega came out afterward to confront Moxley after what happened last week during the main event. And then... Hack, who was sitting in on commentary with his gear on, oddly enough, um, looking like a fucking weirdo, like a psycho. Um, he came down the ramp, attacked Omega from behind, and um, yeah, I guess Moxley's the heel. I mean, I, I guess it's supposed to be that way, and it kind of came across that way since that, you know, his debut. I'm not really sure because he's really popular. Um, but yeah, Pack attacked Omega from behind, so clearly they have unfinished business um, after Pack beat. Omega back at All Out a few months ago, so good match. Thought this was very enjoyable and served its purpose in furthering the feud between Kenny Omega and John Moxley. Alexis, your thoughts? Didn't really pay attention to the match, honestly. I was on Instagram the whole time. Um, towards the end, it was it was cool. I mean, I like I like watching John Moxley. I really enjoy him. I think he's cool. Um, but this time, I'm sorry, John Moxley. I just didn't pay attention to you, but. Um, yeah, towards the end, yeah, Kenny Omega came out with a broom and then a bat both, like, covered in barbed wire. It was cool. And he teased using it. Using He gave John Moxley the, the bat, like, to kind of use. And then he used the broom. I'm like, fucking sword fight? Like, what, what are you guys going to do with that? Like, that's dangerous. Yeah. And then afterwards, John... Out. Yeah, we never got to find out. And then afterwards, John Moxley threw it. And it looked like he threw it in a crowd. Could have killed someone. Took, taking mean, an eye out. Our perspective, it looked like he threw it in the crowd. Yeah, it totally did. did. Clearly, he didn't because he would have gotten sued. What is this Ring of Honor Super Card? Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, totally. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, um, during a during a match, one of the <laughs> one of the wrestlers wasn't it one of the Young Bucks? No, it was Jay Leaf. Or wait, yeah, no, it was Jay Leaf. Why, why would I even say that? That's <laughs> yeah, duh. Um, yeah, Jay Lethal like moved the ladder and it accidentally hit one of the fucking crowd members. But yeah, it was nothing really too special. I was too focused on how weird fucking Ratman Pack looked sitting in the commentary table, sitting on the commentary table or at 
the commentary table. I'm too tired right now. Um, in just his fucking speedo outfit, all oiled up and slicked up, ready to fucking run into the ring and wrestle. And just sitting there, he literally had like nothing on. He didn't have street clothes on at all. He didn't, it's not like he had a shirt on and then his like speedo, whatever, like his spandex. He literally just had his like speedo wrestling outfit on. It was so weird. And he was like at points I would, I noticed I would look at him and he was just staring straight into nothing. Like he wasn't talking nothing. It looked so creepy. That's all I could focus on. Yeah, that was fucking weird. That was absolutely strange, but I'm not sure where that really factors into. Maybe they're doing Omega and Pack 2 or Triple Threat. I don't really know what they're doing with that, but it's interesting. They've, they've definitely piqued my interest and have me uh, looking forward to whatever the next chapter in this storyline is. Um, but before we get to the main event, real quick uh, GPS check here. What do we add, Alexis? So how far do we have to go before I have to take the next uh, So, in 14 miles is going to be our next thing. I believe we're going to take exit 57 on the left to merge onto Wilbur Cross Highway towards I-91 South. Okay, um, I don't know where I need to go from there, then. Don't right, about our really? exact location. Well, pretty sure, pretty sure where I need to go from there, and if not, we'll just discuss it after the show, because we're almost done anyway. Oh, yeah. Should I have said that? You didn't give away your address. Oh, yeah. People, I don't people think... know we're good, that we're going back to Connecticut. It's not that big of a deal. Um, yeah, we're about 45 minutes away. Sounds good. And it's 1 o'clock as we speak right now. Yeah, we're going to get there at like quarter of 2, so. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to be able to do the uh, false advertising, people. I apologize. No draft today. Maybe real quickly we'll give some quick uh, predictions and projections for the draft, but... Um, I'd rather give her on-site report from Dynamite instead since it's still fresh in our mind from last night. Um, but yeah, so we get to the main event, which was Hangman Adam Page teaming up with Dustin Rhodes against the AEW World Champion Chris Jericho and no, Sammy? No. Wait, was it Sammy? No. It yeah, I Sammy. think it was. Yeah, it was Sammy. I honestly don't remember. It was Sammy. Yeah, it was. Was it Sammy? Yep. Okay, it was Sammy. Um... <laughs> Good match. I thought it was a good match. I thought Adam Page was very impressive. The guy's great. Um, yeah, you're right about Sammy. Uh, they worked well together. Dustin Rhodes still's got it. Never really lost it. But the guy, I mean, I'm not a big fan of his, but you know, I thought he did well here. Jericho looked good. Another big win for him, pinning Dustin Rhodes for the victory, keeping Jericho strong, protecting him. Very smart. As the world champion, they're not putting him out there to look, have him look like a bitch. <laughs> Seth Rollins. Uh, oh! But it was a good main event. Enjoyed it for what it was. Um, not even going to try to attempt to... Um, not even going to attempt to analyze and break down the carnage that closed out the show with the um, inner circle. And then we had, like, Cody and Dustin and MJF came out who got a big pop. Probably the biggest pop of the night, to be honest with you. Um, someone else came out, too. I think... Maybe the Young Bucks. Yeah. Darby Allen. Darby Allen came out to uh, rival Chris Jericho. Yeah, he he faced off with, but well, yeah, he came out on a skateboard. But what was interesting though is he he was the like nobody else could hit Chris Jericho except for like Darby Allen and then maybe one other person. Like I think it was Cody or no, it wasn't even Cody. It was like just Darby Allen and someone else. Like I thought that was cool because yeah. he's gonna face him. So. Yeah. No, I thought that was a really nice touch because it would have been one thing to just, you know, oh, hype up Cody and Jericho for full gear, blah, blah, blah. 
right? That's cute, but he's also defending that AEW World Championship next week, facing off with Darby Allen. So he needed to hype that up a little bit, and they did. I thought it was a good way to hype up the match. I thought it was a great way to, you know, I mean, they shouldn't close off every fucking show with a brawl. I think that's a little stupid. Um, Can't do it every single week. But overall, I thought it was a good way to close out the show. Entertaining main event. Good angle. Um, Gave some uh, rub to Darby Allen and allowed Cody and the Bucks and Dustin and MJF to get a bit of a, you know, some revenge. Some sweet, sweet revenge against the inner liner. Take exit. Exit 57 on the left. Thank you, Siri. It's coming up in about 10 miles. Um, but, you know, we'll finish this up before we get there. Do you want to get, get gas? Nah, I think we're good. Okay. I think. Yeah, we should be fine. I mean, it's not even at a quarter yet, so we should be good. Uh, we're, we're about 45 minutes away, I think, a little less. Anyway, though, um, yeah, good match. Enjoyed this for what it was. I thought everyone played their roles well. And yeah, I just thought this was a really good, uh, really good way to close out the show. And uh, let me just make sure I'm in the right lane here. Yeah, it's for the buses and shit. I think so. I think yeah, we're you're good. fine. Carpools. Actually, is it? Yeah, you should. Oh yeah, you should be fine. Yeah, we should be fine. Um, I thought it was it was good. Like, oh, you know what was cool though? It was cool that the. Chris Jericho and Adam Page got pyro. Like, that was nice. And I said this to you earlier, but I feel like... Not every single time, but I feel like... Maybe once in a while, like, if it's a big main event... Have... Maybe both the guys have pyro or something like that. Like, it just makes it feel a little bit more special. Or something... Some yeah. some sort of touch like that. It was cool. But there's something really I can say about the main event. Because, uh, again, I wasn't paying attention because I was so fucking tired. So I was on Instagram the whole time. Um... And then, um, yeah, I wasn't really paying attention, but yeah, it was good. <laughs> um, the ending was interesting. I love seeing MJF. It was cool because he just he ate up that attention. He loved it. Yep. But we all know he's just gonna go back to being an asshole. Like he doesn't care. I mean, he already is an asshole. He's just helping out his best friend. Yeah, they even teased that he was gonna turn on him again, which I think is gonna be a regular thing now, which is funny. Um, so when it actually happens, we're not gonna believe it, and then it's gonna be like a total shock. Which it's it's different because, like, I remember when a couple months ago, or probably probably over a year ago at this point, or maybe maybe a year ago when um i think it was dolph and drew were saying that he they were teasing um dean ambrose to come join them or to break up from the shield and the whole episode of raw they were like teasing it and then he did it like I mean, that's yeah, not weeks later but yeah he did yeah yeah like that's not how you that's not how you do that like they're doing the same thing here but like it's it's well done and it's it makes more sense because it's mjf like, you know, like, if you played as someone like Dean Ambrose's character, that made no sense. Like, this works here. So, that's really all I have to say about it. Yeah. No, I thought it was good. MJF is awesome at what he does. And uh, then Cody cut another fucking rah-rah speech afterward. Wonderful. Um, I mean, I guess they do that after every show. I don't really know. I think it's going to get old at some point. It kind of already has, but whatever. 
I don't think it's gotten old. I think I think they can do it maybe like one or two more times, and then at that point just just stop. Like it's like okay, we get it. It's a revolution. We understand. It's not really a revolution. We keep fucking talking about a revolution. But <laughs> it was good. It was good. I, I I was sent home happy. I mean, granted, we stayed there for another hour for the fucking AEW dark matches, but no, it was another like hour. No, it wasn't another no, it hour. Was an hour. It ended at eleven. It did. It, it was ridiculous. Like it was ridiculous. It was good, but like they absolutely, absolutely need to tape those matches before the fucking show. That's what my understanding of it was. That's what I thought when I watched the first episode of AEW Dark last week. No reason for it to be taped afterward. People are tired. That's why the third hour of Raw is always so fucking dead because no one cares at that point. That's what AEW Dark is. That's why 205 Live, I mean, this is better, obviously, because we're getting unsanctioned matches and shit, but, like, with actual big stars like Kenny Omega. But still, I mean, that's asking a lot of people to devote even more time to your product after already sitting there for two and a half hours, if not longer. So, I thought it was good, though. I enjoyed the episode. Um, AEW Dynamite Episode 2 in the books. Two thumbs up for me personally. Can now officially say we've been to an AEW Dynamite taping. And um, hopefully they go to New York City at some point. We can check them out then as well. Are you looking forward to that, Alexis? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I love Boston, though. I want to come back soon. But New York City will always have a special place in my heart. Of course. Of course. We'll be back there soon enough on the next uh, oh shit. Alexis and GSM road schedule. We're going to be in New York City twice next month. Um, for Ringside Fest at the very beginning of the month, November 3rd. And then we're going to be back a couple weeks after that for, I don't know what it's called. It's some sort of wrestling convention. I think in New York City, not mistaken. Um, Kane's going to be there, and I want to have him sign my replica Intercontinental Championship title belt. Marty Skrull will be there as well and a few others. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be at those two shows in November probably be it. We might go to an NEW show or two before the end of the year, but beyond that, I think we've pretty much hit our quota um, for wrestling shows in 2019. And, um, yeah, just been a very busy past couple months. I was in Vegas for Double or Nothing back in May. Um, We went to Money in the Bank the week before that. We were at TakeOver 25 in early June. We went to Northeast Wrestling after that in mid-June. We went to Northeast Wrestling again in mid-August. We went to Big Time Wrestling. We went to All Out Weekend without actually attending All Out. We met CM Punk, but we didn't actually go to All Out. We went to Raw in Madison Square Garden. We went to the Big E to see Skillet. We saw Nickelback in concert, John Bellion in concert. Uh, we went to an Evolve show, and I got I got to meet my favorite wrestler right now, like ever, Johnny Gargano. And it was amazing. I wanted to cry. Yes, and we went to an Evolve show a couple weeks ago, which was cool. And I think that's everything, unless I'm missing something but yeah that, that's a lot for like the last couple months and everything's been worth it but we're ready to kind of sit back and relax for the next month or so before we head back to NYC twice next month and I think we're going to take the the, the the fucking Christmas season off before we uh, head back on the road for whatever in, in the uh, early goings of 2020 but um, yeah real quick how would you sum up your AEW Dynamite experience Alexis <laughs> Siri's interrupting us. Listen, Siri, you weren't even there, all right? You were not even there, oh, so don't God. even try to speak on AEW Dynamite. Um, I thought it was a good experience. It was, it was good. It was interesting in some parts. It was different. 
I liked that it was different. I really think it's cool that I was a part of this because... It's history-making. It, it is history-making. I, re- I really like it, so I was glad I was months, there. If they fold in six months, you could say, hey, I was at their second-ever show. Yeah, exactly. So no matter what happens, you know, we were there. So I thought it was cool. Nothing really else to say about that. But, yeah, everyone's really... Uh, they got some talented people, though. I will say that they have a lot of really good people. So they got a good thing. Going. They have good. They have good potential. Despite their flaws, they have good potential. Second or third lane from left. I think we're good. Yeah, remember we, we did this last. Yeah, time. you we're should like, be oh, fine. You should be fine. Over there, blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. It was like three days ago. It feels like yesterday. Jesus Christ! Yeah, we were oh. in Salem a couple days ago to see oh. old college roommate. And um, Connor, who's been actually here on the show before, we called him Connor the Casual. Uh, we reviewed TLC 2014 five years. Why? Because he's a casual fan. Uh, yeah, that's why we did that. That's why I called him. That was funny. But we're back on the uh, back on the road here today for AEW Dynamite. But um. Thank you, Siri. We're still going here. We're almost there. We're not too far out. Once we get on a 91 over here, I think we'll be all we'll be good. We'll kind of know where we're going. Um. Is that what we have to do? Yeah, it's on the right. What, the exit? Yeah. 886? Yeah. Eight, is it? Okay, let's make sure there's no one coming first. No, he's just behind you. Yeah, it was a good show. Two thumbs up. Very good show. I'm not even sure if this is recording right now. Have we even checked the recording? Is I've, I've checked it. I've checked it. Okay. It's still going. Like a mini GSM. That's perfect. Well, hopefully this loads and I get this on my laptop and I don't have to fucking wake up at noon tomorrow and have to uh, record an impromptu episode of WrestleRant Radio breaking down AEW Dynamite because this has been great. Hopefully it won't be another two months before we have uh, Alexis on again. But, uh, yeah, this this was fun. I liked this. This is nice. Uh, an on-the-road episode of WrestleRant Radio. So maybe we'll do one of these again. I know the audio quality isn't great, but Alexis, i uh, got to give a shout-out to her for doing a great job of handling the mic, I, a.k.a. my phone. Watch everyone listen to it. They're like, this fucking sucks. Hey, listen, suck I used to record Russell Rant Radio on my phone five years ago before I got my Yeti microphone, courtesy of Santa Claus, for Christmas 2014. <laughs> so this is a bit of a throwback. But I'd rather do stuff like this and then sit in my house and record the show. It's just a lot more fun this way. Right lane for the exit? Is that what it is? Yeah. It's coming up, like, soon? Mm-hmm. There we go. What is it, 86? Is that what it is? Yeah. Use the right lane to take exit 86 to merge onto I-91 South toward New Haven. Thanks, Siri. Um, yeah. All right, let's get in this lane, and then we'll sign off on this pupper. But again, like I said, hopefully we're recording here. We don't... I don't know if I say we. Yeah, we're recording. I'm, I'm looking. It's an hour 14 right now. And hopefully I can get this on my laptop, and people listening are probably like, what the fuck? Like, this, re- like this, this idiot here, this ridiculous moron is thinking, like, you know things are not recording and obviously it is stop the car Jesus a ton of people on the road and it's fucking 1.15 in the morning people on a Wednesday maybe they're coming back from New York or something but anyway this is Russell Rant Radio hopefully you are listening in your car right now as we are recording in the car how fitting would that be something like fucking what's that name of the movie Inception shit but anyway 
Uh, new episode of Russell Rant Radio coming your way next week. We had absolutely zero draft predictions here on today's show, despite being originally advertised. But hey, you know what? WWE advertised Randy Orton and Rusev for Monday's episode of Raw, and they didn't deliver. So we're not the only ones. So fucking deal Ooh, with it. Oh, shit. Wait, wait, four miles. Take oh, exit 22S on the left to merge onto Route 9 oh, south toward Middletown. Oh, okay. And where are we going? Yeah. Is this lane going to end? I don't... Oh, is it? It would. It's the left lane. It would never end. I don't think. Yeah, I guess. I think we went, actually went over that last time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I think just, we're fine. Just staying here. Anymore. We're fine. We're fine. But anyway, guys, new episodes of Wrestle Rant Radio every single Thursday. If you do want my my uh, draft predictions, they will be up on Bleacher Report before you even listen to this. Um, as of Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Check them out. Five stars I see going to SmackDown and five stars I see getting drafted to Monday Night Raw. So check that out next week here on the show. Complete breakdown with yours truly of the WWE draft, uh, what the Raw and SmackDown rosters are going to be looking like coming out of the draft. Very excited for Friday and next Monday. Um, I'm always a big draft guy, big, big draft guy. So Friday should be fun as well as Monday. Um, but you can check out new episodes of Wrestle Rant Radio every single Thursday right here on NextAirWrestling.net as, well as well as on Podbean, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. We're all over the place, baby. So subscribe today. Um, as I said, celebrating six years of the show here today. Not today exactly, but um, six years ago this week. So very exciting stuff. Appreciate the support of the show. You can find me on the socials on Twitter, at WrestleRant, on Facebook, facebook.com, backslash Graham.GSM.Matthews. And on YouTube as well, youtube.com backslash C backslash Graham GSM Matthews. Any parting words, Alexis? Um, I'm tired. That's about it. I am fucking tired as well. So, for Alexis to Giacomo, I am Graham GSM Matthews. And we're going to catch your ass down the road.